Welcome to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast, your window into the world of Devon's very own local cancer support charity. Today on the Force Podcast, we're talking to our yoga instructor, Wendy Reynolds from Exeter. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you very much for having me. So we're going to talk all things yoga in a moment, but that wasn't your first step on the career ladder. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yep. So um, it feels like many years ago, it wasn't that long ago, not that old, uh, that I was a radiotherapy radiographer working in oncology. And I worked, I trained um, at the University of the West of England in Bristol. So did many of my placements here in Exeter. Um, absolutely loved working in Exeter. So I got my first job here. Um, worked here for many years. I had a couple of interludes in between, went off to work in Australia um, in radiotherapy for a six month period. Um, and then my then fiance, now husband, was in the Royal Marines and I he was off on his jaunts all the time and I thought, well, why not? So when he was away, I took a, an opportunity to go and work experience working elsewhere in the UK. I worked in North Wales, um, in Maidstone. Um, North Wales won my heart. I absolutely loved it there. So if anyone's from Wales, it's a beautiful place. I absolutely loved it. Um, but always wanted to come back to Devon. Um, and then finished my radiotherapy career working in Torbay. That's no reflection on Torbay itself. It's just a, a change of path, the right time for me. Um, so yeah, I, I worked a long time treating cancer patients with radiotherapy. So I have that background and that understanding. Was yoga the next step? It was. It was. Um, I'd never particularly embraced yoga um, when I was younger. It was just, it was too much like hard work. I, I went to a few classes, couldn't touch my toes and hated it. Looked around me and saw all the other really bendy, flexible, fit looking people and thought, well, this isn't for me. Um, and I'm not get, gaining anything from this. Um, I wanted to be on a treadmill or, or you know, sweating. I thought, well, where's, where's the work in this? Um, it wasn't until later on joining a gym in Exeter and just, tagging along with a friend to a, a yoga class as part of my gym membership just the teacher was inspirational and I think that makes all the difference and um, started going regularly to classes and absolutely fell in love with it and realized oh, touching your toes isn't that important at the end of the day it's not what it's about um, and from there on just developed more and more interest more and more passion for it and whilst I was still working part-time, started to do my yoga teacher training. The plan was to keep the two ticking along together, um, but the universe had other ideas for me. Uh, my husband, again, was deployed with his job. Um, two children at home working in Torbay, commuting from Exeter. It just became unachievable and it was just becoming too much. Um, so sadly, I left my job in radiotherapy and then started being a, a full-time, part-time yoga teacher, I suppose, and fit my hours around my life mm -hmm. and absolutely love it. So what is it about yoga that, that finally clicked with you and, and that you now love about it? I think it was, it was the teacher 
it was a combination of the teacher the right time and me realizing that it's like I said it's not about touching your toes wrapping your legs around your head standing on your hands um yeah we can do all of that that's great and that comes with time it's a practice um and it's those little achievements as well that just make it so so wonderful so the first time I, I did a headstand woohoo a little happy dance the first time I was able to step my foot from a down dog forwards to the front of my mat it was just sheer joy but then the same applies to the the kind of the mental elements of yoga the relaxation the calming when i first started in the relaxation bit at the end i was checking my watch looking around the room thinking oh, oh has anyone else got their eyes closed oh this is really awkward what do i look like and all of a sudden i thought who cares this is my time and it was just it clicked it was my time to relax my time for me and i wanted to be able to share that with everyone else that we all deserve this time for ourselves to, to care and look after for ourselves in whatever way we can i mean you've touched on it there are some things that that sort of do put people off it is that imagery imagery of you know, very bendy people lots of lycra um <laughs> some of those positions you know you just think I, I can't possibly achieve that you know and, and if you're not very bendy at all you know from personal experience <laughs> um so yeah, sort of do you get that absolutely i think social media and instagram has got a lot to answer for and i say that in all my classes yeah that looks pretty that looks lovely but that's gymnastics that's okay maybe i'm generalizing perhaps that's not yoga a lot of the time and i'm guilty of it as well for my instagram page it's my marketing i'm not very good at it but it's there you know i'll pose for a photo i'm not conscious of what how my body feels i'm not conscious of how i'm breathing i'm not in the moment when i'm taking those photos and i'm sure those beautiful bendy people who have spent hours doing their hair and makeup are equally not as conscious about it so when i'm in a class i'm saying to people I don't care what you look like it's about how you feel so that's that's what's the most important thing about anyone's practice for me it's about it being a very personal journey so what would you say are the the, the general benefits then the general benefits of yoga well starting off with the the, the big ones flexibility and strength um, calming the mind then we get into the smallest more subtle uh, roots there's things like helping with insomnia um, a calm mind if you've got a really busy mind you're going to really struggle to sleep so it all knocks on um, healing from injury maintaining a healthy body so we don't get injured um, a lot of the postures that I do in, in all of my classes balances etc things like that that we are all going to get to a point where we start to trip or stumble and it's being able to either a right ourselves before we trip or stumble or b be able to get up safely again off the floor um being much more self-aware in our bodies which particularly in this area whether you've been through the cancer journey or you're just the average joe on the street being able to know what your body where it's at at any one time and notice if there's something not quite right with it and i think a lot of us live live life such a fast pace we don't recognize how we feel and how we are
So I like people to always ask yourselves when we're in a class, when before we start, how am I? Ask yourself that question and be honest with yourselves. So you joined the force team earlier this year. Do you have any specific training for, for cancer rehab? Yes, I, um, I did a, it was fortunately online. Um, one of the benefits of COVID, every lot of things have gone online. So there was um, a, an online course, Yoga for Cancer, run by the Yoga Teachers Forum. Um, it's one of the few out there in the UK, actually, um, specifically designed to train yoga teachers to share yoga practice with people with cancer. Um, so adapting postures, developing and learning specific relaxation and breathing techniques, and just being aware of that, about all the individual needs that might crop up in a, such a class. Obviously, in your previous career, you were dealing with, with cancer. Yes. Did that kind of prepare you or give you a, a, any kind of insight? Absolutely. So I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to come back into this field in some way or another. Um, and this is just perfect. When I, it, some things just happen. When I was browsing through Facebook one day with a cup of tea, this, this training popped up on my newsfeed and I thought, yes, I want, I want to do that. Um, and unfortunately, they wanted me here at force, so it's all worked out. As you say, the universe does strange things sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel that I've got that little bit of extra empathy, I suppose, for the, the students that come to my classes here. So when people come to my classes here, they're, they're not cancer patients. They are my yoga students. Um, they are here to learn yoga about and learn about their own bodies and how their own bodies move and feel. We are, yes, we are next to the hospital. They might come here for a cup of tea in between appointments, but when they come to a yoga class, that's not what it's about. They are in charge, they have control. Because I think a lot of the time when you're going through that journey, you have no control. And everyone is telling you what you need to do, where you need to be, you need to have this, you need to have that. Yes, it's your choice, but ultimately this is, this is, these are your options. Make the decision, make it now. Whereas in yoga, you are you have your own will and there is no one telling you, you need to do this, you need to do that. I will say, if you'd like, <laughs> you can you can do this. If you want, you just lie down and listen and absorb the energy in the room. That's absolutely fine. So it sounds as if you're, you know, it, it's, you're reinforcing the message that it's not just about the physical, although that can be important, but there is a, a, a sort of a mental health absolutely. benefit and, to it as well. There's the phrase, healthy body, healthy mind. Uh, we all, we've all heard that one, you know, exercise, eat well. But actually, it works the other way as well. If your mind is scattered or frightened or whatever, you're not going to be able to have the energy, to give yourself the energy to eat the right things, to, to exercise, to look after your body in all the ways that we should, um, in inverted commas, um, to stay healthy, to heal, to nourish, particularly after all the treatments that a lot of these students have been through um, or are going through, there are certain things that we can do to 
help our bodies heal quicker but if your mind isn't isn't in it if your mind is somewhere else entirely then you're not going to have the energy to do that so i think i think it all starts up here <laughs> talk us through one of your classes it's for someone who's who's never been to a yoga classes or specifically hasn't been to one of the force uh, cancer center classes what happens it always begins with a welcome and a little period of of quiet for everyone in the room and i will do the you know the cursory polite very british how are yous um and everyone will be oh i'm well thank you <laughs> but actually it's we take the time to just rest in whatever position it may be sometimes we're lying down sometimes we're standing up we ask ourselves how are we um it's a small group normally between six and eight people in the room um so there's not you know we're not crashing into each other we're not getting in each other's space we do a little bit of gentle breathing work in the class just kind of developing that connection with our body and our breath which is one of the um, important aspects of yoga like i said before you can stand on your head and wrap your legs around your head and do all of that malarkey but if you're not breathing if you're holding your breath you're not really doing yoga um so it's about being able to breathe easily in a maybe a little slightly uncomfortable situation uh holding some of the postures yes they might be physically challenging but it's finding that easy comfortable breath so finding your comfortable edge um so back to the class I do this, I veer, and I do this in my classes. I chat and I encourage chats, I encourage questions. Um, I'll tell stories, <laughs> I'll completely forget the lesson plan, and hopefully, it works. We generally, I like to encourage a light hearted approach to the practice. Um, so, there's generally a little bit of giggling and interaction between each other, um, which in this setting I think is great because. At the end of the session, I, as I'm packing the things away, I love listening to the conversations going on in the background. And I think it's a real conversation opener. It's, and a lot of the time, it's not about well, what treatments are you having, etc. It's, I love your leggings. Where did they come from? Or, oh, that one, I could feel that pose that she did there over here. And it's people living a normal life rather than thinking about while well, I'm near the hospital therefore this is all about my cancer treatment um, I will often incorporate some seated postures some standing postures um, we'll build up to some of the bigger and um, more traditional postures which in Sanskrit we call asana I will try my hardest to get some Sanskrit into every class um, but people who have been coming to my regular classes for years and years and years, I test them every week and they never remember any of it. So I can but try. Um, and then at the end of the session, we'll do of at least five minutes, at least, maybe 10, relaxation, which is the most important bit of any yoga class, I think. It's the time where everything you've done physically can assimilate and your body can just rest and work out what's what's happened to it your brain can rest and you can just allow your body to just be rather than having to think and do and that's the bit that people often surprise themselves that they enjoy the most i think 
some people are like, oh, I didn't. Hello, do I have to get up? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and generally, sort of what's the, the feedback been like? So far, it's been very positive, um, which I've been thrilled about. Um, it's, it, yeah, people have um, enjoyed the sessions and I think they've enjoyed the camaraderie of doing the sessions with each other. Um, most of the time, I think I'm getting positive feedback regarding movement and flexibility. I think over the course of a six week course, which we, we run here, most people find that at the end, they're perhaps a little bit stronger than they were at the beginning or that they thought they were at the beginning. Um, they're perhaps a little bit more flexible. A lot of the treatments that people go through can cause a lot of um, limitations in movement um, to arms, bellies, legs, wherever. Um, and over the course of the six weeks, people find that, oh, actually, I can move that a little bit further than I could at the beginning. Um, I've, I can turn my head when I'm... Simple things like being able to turn your head when you're reversing your car. Um, you don't... You take that for granted. But little, some of the exercises we do in the class are designed just to, for functional everyday movements that most of us take for granted until we get put in a situation where we can't use our body in the way we normally do. And it's, it's scary and it's uncomfortable and it can be a little bit soul destroying. So hopefully that is helping people just to get back to whatever normal might be for them. And the sort of techniques that you're sharing, are they things that can you can practice at home perhaps that's, as well? Yeah, absolutely, that's what I was going to mention actually. Um, I, I like to incorporate little movements, simple things that you could do while you're st stood boiling a kettle. Balancing for instance, when you're waiting for your kettle to boil, if you haven't got one of these fancy taps now that everyone seems to have, <laughs> you can stand on what you practice standing on one leg. You can still hold on to the kitchen worktop, but stand on one leg, take five breaths and then try the other side. And time you've done 10 breaths, your kettle's boiled. Um, sat watching TV, you can do some neck rolls, little things like that. Standing in a supermarket queue, breathe. I give people breathing exercises that they can do in the waiting room as well. Um, Another anxiety-ridden time for a lot of people. Having worked in in the hospital, I know we rarely run to time. <laughs> I say we. I'm still. I still feel like I'm part of it. Um, yes, I do apologise for that. <laughs> it was never our fault. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen. So appointments are always, not always, often running of time which gets the the heart rate up we've got these two different um parts of our nervous system there's the sympathetic which is our fight or flight when our anxiety starts to kick in our heart rate elevates and then there's this parasympathetic where everything is in a slow rest and digest mode if you're very relaxed, you'll notice your tummy might start to gurgle. Um, I say that to my students when they're rest lying down at the end of a class. Gurgling is good. That means you're doing it right. Because so <laughs> your body is, is resting and your digestive system says, okay, I've got time to do this now. So 
when we're in that parasympathetic state waiting for an appointment anxiety is kicking in the thoughts are starting to intrude call them the mind monkeys um simple i give people simple breathing techniques that they can practice no one else around you will know you're doing yoga you can just sit and breathe in a specific way with a nice upright spine no one knows any any the wiser so and then hopefully just brings you back to a more calm and present state yeah so um the four sessions the six sessions that you run there they're offered free of charge um do you think it's important then that, that cancer patients have access to things like yoga and other other opportunities through our get active with force program absolutely absolutely i think it's such a wonderful resource for exeter um you know it's not just yoga not just exercise there's things like art that can be yoga it can be mindful whatever you are doing i think in your day and i reiterate this in my classes it can be yoga if you are breathing conscious of exactly what your hand is doing as your brush stroke is moving across the page writing poetry it's all mindfulness it's all yoga um it's all connecting to to what's inside rather than what's being done to you so connecting to your own body again and, and getting to know yourself again might be a bit different but it's still you so what would you say to someone who's still a little bit undecided you think, well, i don't know is it for me what what would your message be it really doesn't matter about being able to touch your toes <laughs> that is the big one that's the big one i'm not flexible enough for yoga or i'm not fit enough for yoga i really don't care um and no one else in the class cares everyone else that is here is here for them that's the nice thing about a yoga practice i think um we're not in a gym checking each other out we're here to to listen to our own bodies and to do something important for us um, so give yourself that time give it it's a gift to yourself um, you deserve it um, a lot of people think oh i haven't got time i haven't got time i'm too busy i've got to do this got to do that but if you don't make time for yourself whether it's for a yoga practice or for walking in the sunshine or whatever it might be you're you're not going to be able to live that healthy fulfilled nourished life your body's not going to be able to heal your mind's not going to be able to heal from whatever it's gone through so give it a shot what's the worst that can happen <laughs> and i suppose you could bust another myth i think lots of people think oh it's a it's a girly thing it's a woman's thing not true not true and it's interesting that is that is such an interesting concept nowadays it's it's all about the women in the lycra isn't it you, you look everywhere and, and that's that's the kind of the the yoga myth but actually yoga was developed by men thousands of years ago back in india it women didn't practice it um it was a very men sat in solitary little caves with their legs crossed and the reason they did all the physical postures back then was so that they could sit and meditate for hours on end in comfort and that i'm di digressing again that's another reason we do the physical postures so that we can sit comfortably that we can stand comfortably for periods of time a lot of people you know they can't sit still for five minutes they have to fidget because their back starts to ache 
Whereas if we do these movements, and that can apply to any exercise as long as it's done safely and mindfully, um, if we do these movements, our body is, is stronger, more capable of being still, actually. So yes, men, please come to classes. I, you might not be as flexible in the hips because men and women are designed differently. Um, but you might be a little bit stronger. There are, we're all, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Um, and it's not about, like I said before, it's not about the person next to you, it's about you. So give it a try. <laughs> Wendy, it's, that's brilliant. It's a really fascinating insight. So thanks for, for sharing all that with us. Um, if any of our listeners would like to know more, you can get in touch with Force on 01392 403094 or email us physio at forcecancercharity.co.uk. Thanks again, Wendy. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Force Cancer Charity podcast. If you need support from Force, call us on 01392 406 151 or send an email to support at forcecancercharity.co.uk. You'll find more details on our website, forcecancercharity.co.uk. 